Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Thank you very much for tuning in to Pretty Dece, your daily entertainment and pop culture podcast. Let's talk about some video games today because it's kind of a big day in video games. The Super Nintendo, the SNES Classic came out today. Now, unfortunately, it was plagued with, you know, the fact that it sold out in seconds everywhere. I unfortunately wasn't quick enough on any of the pre-ordering to grab myself one. Uh, so I am sitting here without a Super NES Classic on my desk. It's very sad. I agree. However, even though I don't own one uh, yet. I'll, I'll look for one. We'll see if I can end up, end up with one. But even though I don't own, own one right now, it's still a really interesting topic because along with the Super NES Classic, if you remember when we talked about them as it was announced, it includes a game that has never come out before officially. That game is Star Fox 2. Uh, Star Fox 2, of course, is the sequel to the Super Nintendo game Star Fox, the game where you're a little, you're a little fox and you're flying around in a little ship with your, with your, you know, frog buddy and a highly beloved game went on to spawn a sequel in Star Fox 64 on the N64. And it's, it's one of those Nintendo franchises that people really love that keeps coming back up. We keep seeing sequels to it. Certainly not on like a level of a Mario or anything like that, but, but people are very invested in Star Fox and in the characters of Star Fox. Well, back in the day, in 1996, they developed a sequel to the original Star Fox, and actually the the legend is got this game finished, but didn't release it because it was for it was made for the Super Nintendo. The N64 was like coming out right around that time. They didn't want to steal the thunder of their new console by putting something out on the old console. They wanted to focus all their efforts on the N64. That is, that's the supposed reason that Star Fox 2 was completely developed, completely finished, and then never actually released. So this is a game that would have come out in 1996. And this is weird, right? In, in 96, like, the PS1 had already come out. So it is a little strange, like, the idea that, like, hey, like, this super like, high-profile SNES game was still going to come out in that same year. So it was very late. Um, but it's also very strange for Nintendo to put the resources into a game, something that would have sold very well, people would have been very into, and then just completely scrap it. So Star Fox 2 has been this kind of kind of legendary game for a long time because people knew that it existed, knew it was in development, and then knew it never actually happened. And at some point, years ago, a version of Star Fox 2 got leaked on the internet. And this wasn't a final version. So there's been a playable version of this game uh, in in ROM form for years now. Uh, and it's kind of a hacked-together version to, to, to make it work. So it was a prototype version that someone had did a little bit of work on to get it to run in emulators and stuff. So people kind of knew what the game was, had an idea of it. So now with the Super Nintendo Classic coming out, we actually have like the full final version uh, here. You can play it. You plug it into a TV. You use it right there on the Super NES Classic. That's really weird. I mean, it's 2017, and we have a brand new, never-before-released Super Nintendo game that Nintendo just put out. 
that's that's what just happened today when you break it down. So like there there are game outlets deciding whether they're going to review this game <laughs> and and deciding whether they're going to review it by like 1996 standards or 2017 standards. It's a really really weird thing to have to deal with and figure out. And the game itself is really wild in terms of design. When you look at the original Star Fox, I mean, it was very progressive for its day, featuring all those crazy 3D graphics. And Star Fox 2 takes that to the the next degree. Um, It has this weird uh, system where everything's kind of happening in real time. You have to figure out, like, okay, if I go, uh, you know, handle the bad guys on this planet, well, maybe these enemy fighters that are moving towards my base will get closer. Maybe this missile will shoot me. So everything you do has weight and matters. And you're you're essentially having to hold off this uh, galactic invasion and, and do it well enough that that your your little kind of planet base doesn't get invaded it's it's certainly very wild very progressive design for 1996 standards it's something you would expect to see much later than that and even then kind of you you would see it more like a pc game really than a than a console game it's it's a really weird kind of out there ahead of its time game that you know never actually saw the, the the light of day so i'm super excited that the game is out there now And with the game being out there in the wild, of course, people are going to be people. The Internet's going to be the Internet. Day one here, people have ripped this game off of the SNES Classic. And we now have in the wild, if you want to go down the legal route of obtaining it, there is a a ROM pulled from the SNES Classic of the complete full game of Star Fox 2 for the very first time. So then, of course, the next next logical thing that the internet does, they take that ROM, they put it on a flash cart, put that flash cart in an actual Super Nintendo, and play it and record it. <laughs> so a flash cart, if you don't know, it's essentially um, writable memory uh, inside of a video game cartridge. So you hook it up to your computer, you write the game onto it, just as you would if you were copying the game onto like a USB flash drive. And then the the flash card itself hooks into the console just as you'd hook in a regular game, and the game is played off of that. So most systems that are cartridge-based, someone has developed a flash card for them to allow just this sort of thing. Um, a lot of people, of course, use that for playing their ROMs they download on their official hardware. But it's also, there are really interesting cases like this, where you can play something that never actually got an official release you can play it on on real console, or you can play weird things like ROM hacks or like fan translations on an actual console. So, so it's not all just pure piracy. There's lots of really interesting stuff. So, of course, there's a video out there right now of someone putting it on the flash cart, putting it on the uh, the Super Nintendo, and playing it on the TV. So, very cool. You know, I definitely approach games a lot of times from the idea of game preservation. That that I think we should be preserving these games, the memory of these games, the record of games for the future. The people in the future are going to want to look back and know what the heck Star Fox 2 was. And the fact that it never got released, that record was at risk of being lost. So I like that it's out there. I like that the information is now spread across the internet. So if if in 50 years someone wants to know what the heck the, the what the heck was up with Star Fox 2, 
someone could go find that information. Someone could go figure that out. Someone could play Star Fox 2 by digging through the remains of what we call the internet. <laughs> um, so, you know, from a, from a game preservationist perspective, it's really neat that this stuff gets released, this stuff gets out here. Um, Nintendo, I don't think, super cares that, that, that this got ripped out. I, I don't think it's going to affect the sales of the Super Nintendo Classic. One little bit, those things are going to sell out in an instant the second they're in stock anywhere. Anyway, Nintendo already can't produce enough of those. So if some number of people decide, I don't need to buy that $80 console, I'm just going to download this ROM, it doesn't really hurt Nintendo in the, in, in the long run. You know, the, the thing with these classic consoles, with the NES Classic, with the SNES Classic, the market is much different than it is for a new modern console. When an actual modern console comes out, the hardware maker is probably losing money in, in, in a lot of cases on the hardware sales, and they're trying to make it up in game sales over the life of that console. With these little things, it, they're so cheap to produce that Nintendo's making money on the original sale, and they, they, there's no way they can sell you games. It's an all-in-one thing. So they sold it to you. They don't really care kind of what happens after that. That's that's my perspective on on the way that they've they've uh, treated piracy on the NES Classic up until now. They haven't. They didn't re release a new revision of it. Uh, and when they did come out with a new revision here in the SNES Classic, which mind you, is identical hardware to the NES Classic, they didn't do anything to it to make it you know more anti-piracy than before, because they get the initial sales no matter what. You've always been able to play these games very easily on the internet through nefarious means. So the fact that people are still lining up to buy these games, that they still that they still run out in seconds, tells you that it's not a problem for Nintendo. Uh, 